listening to Around Comics. to say about blind kids chris anyway hey welcome back to another episode of around comics i am brian salazar with me as always chris i hate blind kids niesman and we have a great show why should they get free canes <laughs> uh, we have your a great pull yourself oh. up by your blind little bootstraps <laughs> See, I don't know. I can't control this guy, folks. I don't know what to do with him. Mm. It's horrible. Hey, look, Tom's here already at the beginning of the show. Say, I was going hey. to salute our, our fallen brother. I have a uh, true Wisconsin old-fashioned here. Oh, there you go. For Tom. And, In a giant glass. And me, Tom, oh, I've been so... I've coveted your Tom Collins every glass. week. So I, so I made myself <laughs> oh, there you go. a Tom Collins today. And I have a little... A little squid man. Oh, nice. Look at that, huh? But mine's vodka, not I gin. Like I I, I'm not a gin drinker. But these are delicious, I, like, uh, I have to say. Yeah, they're very a summer drink, but you can have them in winter. Yeah. It's like drinking porters in the summer. I love <laughs> a good porter in the summer. <laughs> I'm uh I'm wearing a sweater, you know, and, and like wool socks, but that's okay. And Tom, I went I went I went full on Scani for you yeah. tonight. Yeah, yeah. He's got the flannel, got flannel insulation. Oh, I do have yeah. I, I've got my uh I, I do have my bears. My bears. You're not you're here. not casually drunk driving, so that's so I, I have Wisconsin most Wisconsin text ever tonight. So this is from one of my my buddies up here and he says uh what does your sunday uh, post packers game look like thinking about maybe a flood at the curling club oh there you go <laughs> what's a flood what is yeah. that you have to reset the ice every six to eight weeks by putting oh. about 500 gallons of water on it to to just kind of reset it and and then scrape it out so yeah it's, gotcha. it's, it's, a, it's a it is a curling uh a little um, inside uh, curling Little inside curling. There you but go. As a true Bears fan, I uh, I just uh, responded back said, "Fuck, I'll do it during the Packers game." <laughs> oh man, oh man. You know, I wish I was uh, able you to. Cared? You wish? No, no, no. Cared? I wish. I honestly wish I could watch football. I wish I loved football enough to just watch other teams. Yeah. And I, but I can't. <laughs> I don't love football enough to do that. Um, or I wish that I had like your ability chris to just get rid of teams and and root for just, other teams just shut just them completely off. Shut them. Yeah. <laughs> done with you done with you yes i don't i, I don't know if i if i had another football I, team i, I don't I know what it would a, be i put like a, a two decade mark it's like if you haven't done shit for me in like two decades I reserve the right to move to another city and root for a basketball team that Dude, doesn't. Dude, two decades. That that's short time in it in Chicago. Come on, man. What? 
<laughs> you got to go 100 years to have a uh, before I'm sorry you get to I married someone who is a White Sox fan. <laughs> hey, White Sox are going to have the best rotation in baseball, my friend, and and they just picked up a closer. Now if their uh, if their manager doesn't get a DUI or die, <laughs> we should be okay. How he, uh, how he puts the the roster together. Hey, at least he's not the Mets GM. Whoa, yeah, this is true. This is true. <laughs> Could be worse. Could right. always be worse. Cubs. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still hoping the White Sox somehow figure out how to sign Trevor Brower, and then it's just like, forget it. We have the best starting four in baseball at that point, and, it, and a light around baseball. But if, if you were ever looking for a one-year pillow contract for a for a, a stud player, this might be the year. I just don't see Reinsdorf play, paying him $35 million. Paying $35 million for one year. For one year. Do you uh, think he, he would do that, though? I don't know if he'd be interested in a one-year. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Win a World Series. He'd be, and, he'd be stupid to turn it down this year. This is true. Neil Johnson on the on the YouTube says his team is so bad they lost their own name. I oh, know. he must be a, um, a Washington football team. He must fan. be a Washington. Oh, no, Indians fan. Indians, Indi- Indians, yeah. the Cleveland baseball team. Yeah, That's what's good. what? Uh, what should those teams rename themselves? Um, what the be the Cleveland uh, uh, Steamers? Tomes, Tomes. Everybody likes Jim Tomey. Nobody can. Tomei. Nobody can get bad at Jim Tomey. Yeah. Washington's uniforms are way better now with the numbers on the helmet rather than the. Yeah, Indian logo. I think that they yeah. should just keep a football team as it's the yeah. Washington football team. Why not? Yeah. Who cares? Who cares? Right? Yeah. yeah. It's not like you're not going to sell jerseys. You're going to make it like you're going to just make up like uh, Washington muskrats or like some shit. Just call football team. Whatever. It should be the Cleveland burning. The numbers are cool on the helmet. The Cleveland Untouchables. Yeah. Untouchables. Oh, that's right. Elliot Ness is from there. No, Superman's yeah. from there. The Cleveland Superbenders, the Cleveland Kryptonites. <laughs> I like it. The Cleveland Jews. <laughs> I, uh, is that bad? <laughs> no, that won't work. All right. No, I, I actually uh, drove past the uh, the Siegel House in uh, in Cleveland. Marta, we were on a tight schedule, so Marta was like, "No, you can't go in." But uh, um, I actually have a uh, a t shirt that says Cleveland with a uh, Superman on it, so they they kind of they're they're aware of it. There, I was that in um, uh, American Thunder uh, Picar was a was a Cleveland Clevelandite Clevelander Harvey Picar, yeah, the Picars, the Cleveland Picars, Cleveland Picar, the Cleveland Cremudgeons. Are you are you a is it a Clevelander? A Cleveland 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 Cleavers. I don't know. Who gives a shit? It's yeah, fucking Cleveland. So, hi, guys. How you doing? It's Good. a whole intro. That was a longer intro, the intro than uh, WandaVision. Hey, we could talk about wine for the next eight and a half minutes. Or, uh, sorry, that's a... <laughs> no. Oh, Never oh, mind. Never oh, mind. Oh. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Um, <laughs> um, speak, uh, so, I mentioned WandaVision. Um 
quick plug for the the Patreon. Um, Sal and I did a. We were, we're not going to talk about Wandavision tonight, uh, most likely, uh, but you can check out our hour long chat chat about uh, Wandavision on uh, the old Patreon. I had fun. That was a that was a hoot. I had I had much fun as well. I, you know, I Tom, we didn't invite you to the Wandavision thing. Uh, that's all right. No. Yeah, well, that's what we figured. We yeah. figured you wouldn't be that interested. So yes, tried, I'll be honest. I tried to watch the first episode. Now, this is not a critique of the first episode. It's more of a critique of like how what a tired father I am. I fell asleep. You know, just like <laughs> it's like I if we, I, it was too. I I knew as soon as I started it. I'm like I'm starting this way too late. Unless this is like the greatest thing in the world. I'm. So Sal and I have decided that we're going to do this, this AC TV review show and, and WandaVision is just the first show that we're doing right now. It's great. Cause we both agree that we like the show and we really had, <laughs> a lot, we had a lot to, to discuss what's going to happen when on. you are like, oh, I don't like this. <laughs> We're going to get into a show that one of us likes and one of us doesn't. Like, well, well, Chris put out there to the, the patrons no. is like, Hey, you guys pay for this. No, so no, if no. you can maybe pick the next show, maybe it's, you know, and I'm like, no, that's not a good idea. Cause Dude. those assholes are going to pick below hey, deck Mediterranean. Yeah. Look at their taste and entertainment. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Anyone speaking of the patrons, uh, as Chris said, please, if if you want bonus content from all of us, uh, we're putting out lots of good stuff on the patron page. It's patreon.com slash around comics. I do want to give a quick shout out to all the patrons that have signed up recently. In fact, I kind of legally have to. So I'm going to do that right now at the top of the show. I'm not going to wait because last week I forgot all about it. Uh, so thank you, Mark V, Cody, David B, Mark M, Zach, K, Neil, M, Kevin, D, Chris, N, and Dave W. Thank you all, patrons, for supporting Around Comics, and we hope you guys are enjoying uh, the stuff we're putting out as much as we're enjoying doing it, because I'll be honest, I'm having a blast so far. I didn't think I would enjoy like doing the Future Stacks thing, but I'm actually having a fun time doing that um every week so far so uh, i'm really glad and and the ac tv and i'm looking forward to some tom verses maybe and and who knows what else we'll come up with had a dave wachter interview this week you did have a dave wachter interview and you can uh, you can preview that on the regular feed at aroundcomics.com um you can find it on our lipson page you can find it uh on our our podcast feed there's a 10 minute preview of the entire interview and then if you'd like to get the entire 30 minute interview interview with dave wachter who has a book coming out today we'll be talking um, about that. yeah for sure on the next episode you can you can uh, join patreon and and then get the rest of the interview and that's kind of how chris is going to operate those one-on-one deep diving i think you should make him eat like it's hot peppers a, it's not a deep no. dive it's 30 minutes man it's 30 minutes worth. <laughs> It's Quick. a surface level dive. It's very shallow, superficial. Yeah, There's no doubt. It works perfectly for me. It's perfect for comedy. Controls my anger. Chris does not have to think much about it. He doesn't have to get personal with these people. He doesn't. He barely knows their name. Yep. Exactly. All right. We got some. We got some good friends. Good old friends of the show coming up, and some new friends. Um, speaking of your uh, future stacks, I think you talked about this book. I did. Did you read it? I did. 
we're talking about cereal by Terry Moore. Any anything anything Terry Moore is going to be a, an insta buy for me because he draws he draws Purdy. He <laughs> Pretty. Purdy, that's very Purdy of you, Terry. Uh, yeah, I read it. Um, I liked the story more than I liked the art, actually. Yeah, um, I mean, it's, it's Terry Moore art. It's Terry Moore art. I, I, it's, it's, it's always an interesting thing. Like when you, you know, do we give a pass to independent comic book creators or like guys that are write and draw their own stuff to some degree? Because yeah, it's all the time. Right? Is that is that sort of how it works? <laughs> All right. Never mind then. That's what that's the end of my stuff in this than I had seen before um, with the like dream sequence. It's stuff. a lot of work. It is you're a lot right. of work. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's a lot, lot of work. It's a lot to do. Right, <laughs> Andrew. It's hard. It's yeah. you're right. It is, and it's not that it's bad art. It's just um, it's it's very. There's something about the way that he frames a story. Like it's very uh, one dimensional, or not one dimensional. It's very I don't know. I don't know how to explain it exactly. It's it, the framing his sequences that he picks for like how to display a page are very uh, simplistic sometimes. Simplistic, and, and I was thinking about that, but. He, and how sparse his work is, um, because Echo was the same, Rachel Rising. I really liked Echo, by the way. Huh? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, Echo is awesome. Um, I mean, he very much produces these like a, a, a TV or a movie thriller. He'll go some, sometimes six yeah. eight pages without a single line of dialogue and you can be like well maybe he just hates to letter but he's very, <laughs> he's very cinematic um and you can see that it's like yeah you could do that in a in a in film or, or tv where there could be a huge amount of time of storytelling without any dialogue or without any necessary narration narration and he does that in his comics and most of this, most of this book is this first issue is is wordless, and it's you know still really good storytelling. Yeah, absolutely. I really like the story. I, I the concept of it. I I didn't know really what it was going into it at all. Um, but I uh, I really liked where it ended up because it's yeah. a little weirder than I thought it was going to be. Um, uh, and just uh, it kind of out of left field. I didn't. I didn't expect it. You know, kind of going into it. But um, it was good. I, I do get. I do get a little lost. Um, and I wanted to clarify with you. So okay. this, is, this is obviously about a a serial killer who is kind of a, uh, uh, a do gooder, kind of a Dexter. She's. It's kind of a Dexter. She's. She's a. She's a. Um, killer of what appears to be like sexual predator men. Mm -hmm. um, this is not the same person that is sleeping in the VW van, right? That is, that is a different character that, so like the, the character at the end is not the character at the beginning. This is a, this is a different character who is 
possibly going to be wrapped up in this murder investigation? Is that is that what you got out of it? Um, no, that's not what I got out of it. Because I you thought it, the serial killer who comes home and takes off the brunette wig and and her right. makeup and and parks her car and then it goes to this scene out by a lake of with this VW van. That's not what they were in at the beginning, was it? No, she was no. she was on a motorcycle in the beginning. I actually thought that um, it was possibly the same i thought it was a different period of time okay so it's kind of like a uh, but i'm not sure because it's not clear on that but but it almost felt like it was a flashback uh of the same that's what i but i don't know i don't know it's hard to say honestly because it's not spelled out either way out so yeah yeah, it's who knows Who knows? Terry, Terry Moore we'll does. We can find but, out. But yeah, it's uh, I'm, I'm definitely not. I'm, I'm, he's I'm listening dead. and he's like, what the fuck? You guys don't understand what's going on. <laughs> Bunch of idiots. <laughs> idiots. Yeah. And listen to idiots who can't figure out this simple story. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm down. Too I'm goddamn down. era. Yeah. Uh, it did intrigue me enough that I want to read the next issue for sure. For sure. Yeah. But I'm really interested... I've liked uh, the last two works have been, I, I think, uh, dare I say, I've enjoyed them more than Strangers in Paradise. Yeah, I I tried to read Strangers in Paradise, and I know that it has a following. Yep. Uh, but like, yeah, I don't I don't find it all that interesting, to be honest. I, I thought I thought Echo and Rachel Rising were awesome. Both I liked them. I liked Rachel Rising a lot. I liked Echo as well. Uh, yeah, so eh, you know, everybody's gonna have a different kind of thing, but Tom, you mentioned a book you're reading or you read over the weekend that I'm interested in. In, uh, yeah, I took a look at it, I didn't, I haven't read it, but I really am interested. It's in one I, I talked it. about like two, three months ago. Oh, Mountain. yeah, I Most finally read the big impact on you. <laughs> yeah, I read the uh, I read the trade and it was awesome. It's great. It's uh, written by John Lees and uh, art by Ryan Lee. And uh, yeah, I, I won't belabor the plot. You know, it starts off with like a, a kid and his dad and the dad's like a crazy conspiracy theory dude who's on the run. And then you find out that that's not really his son and that he kidnapped him from a family. And then they bring the kid back to the family in this town. But the town is weird. And it's got it's like it's like a at first, I, I about like halfway through it, the second issue, I was like, I don't think I like this. And then by that, <laughs> it was so like it's almost schizophrenic, and like it's this thing, and then it's this thing, and then it's right, this. Right. Like oh, and it dark. It's like it's yeah. Dark. And yeah. I was like, what is what is this? I can't quite figure out what the story is supposed to be. Um, and it's a really uh, great mix of the good stuff about David Lynch, you know, where like, he's very good at, um, like, how do you start to portray like things as being creepy that aren't outwardly creepy? You know, like, how do you like make like an idyllic sort of like 
nor uh, like this is like a Norman Rockwell painting town. Like you can kind of hint to the fact that things are creepy in it. But also, if you took some of that and mixed it with John Carpenter's The Thing, you would have what this <laughs> what this uh, comic is. You know, like the sort of like very gruesome like body horror type stuff of the thing mixed with like sort of like a creepy Lynchian, you know, like approach to like, how do you just make characters weird, weird and like uh, fucking like untrustable and like, um, so yeah, I mean, by the third issue, I was like, Oh, I love this. This is great. Like it took me a little while to like figure out what it was exactly. And what, and I love the, I art. the, art, the, yeah, art. the art's awesome because it's very, it's incredibly, it, you know, for a horror comic, it's a very different style than you would expect like a horror comic to have. Like it has almost a more, um, not cartoonish, but like a more, like almost like a comedy vibe to how the characters are drawn. Like, yeah. Like it almost incredibly, feels incredibly like, expressive, you know. Yeah, obviously. it's yeah, it's not a it's not a uh, uh, impressionist type. Yeah, so, so it's like the, it's drawn in a way that would make you think it's like maybe a little like a little funny or like a little like black humor to it, but it's not really got any of that. It's very creepy and very scary, and when the sort of horror bits or the like the monstrosity parts come out, it's really intense the art is so detailed and there's so many like both really gruesome moments but also like very creepy moments that they managed to like capture and it moves i think i think part of my reluctance at first is it felt almost a little bit like a tv pitch in a comic and i'm always a little resistant to that where i'm like okay it's like this is somebody's elevator pitch for something but then once it starts making so many twists and turns it's like this isn't like Good luck, whoever. If this is a TV show, to do all this, yeah, it, it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it is a comic. It's yeah. a comic, and it like goes through a lot of twists and turns very quickly, um, and like a, just a wide range of like emotion to it. And then once I sort of like let go of my preconceptions of like what I thought it was going to be, I was like, ah, oh, I enjoyed this quite a bit. And uh, yeah, it's great. Uh, so I, I read the first trade through. Uh, um, through Hoopla, because I remember, you know, Chris had mentioned it, so I gave it a quick peruse. It was it was awesome. Yeah, it's. I think for pe- anyone that's probably ever lived in a mountain town, it probably resonates pretty hard. It's in a it it kind of had that it kind of had that like you were saying the uh, uh, David Winston. It was like a Northern Exposure gone bad. Yeah, it's like, oh, things are a little strange here. And, like, a little, you know, the art does such a great job of both, like, the gruesome elements, but also just, like, creepy, right? And the difference between those two things, that you don't always have to be gruesome to be creepy. Um, But, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. A pretty interesting book. His his, uh, kidnapper dad, actually a pretty neat character in those first, that first issue. Yeah, I mean, it's so the book is so crazy and like how quickly it turns from one thing to another to another, uh, like sort of seamlessly, like foreshadowing it at parts where it's like, actually, no, it's not just 
at first you're like, ah, it's a story about this kid who's been Mm -hmm. raised by like a conspiracy theorist. It's like, actually, no, it is partly that, but it's also this. And then actually it's also like a, a horror, just a straight up like monster horror story. Also, it's got like some weird Lynchian stuff and some, you know, like, Lovecraft and any of those it. things would have been good for a full story. Yeah, and it's all kind of flipping, flipping it on you. Yeah, and flipping it so quickly and so fast that it's like, oh, whoa, what is this? Yeah, so it was great. I ended up just reading it the whole way through in one sitting, which is very hard for me to do. <laughs> that is high praise. It's high Sometimes. praise that I ignored. I had to ignore my the pleas of my children. <laughs> Daddy, I think that, yes. Um, the art reminds me a little bit of um, the gentleman who does lock and key. I can't think of his oh, name. Yeah, I was gonna say there's a little bit of Gabriel Rodriguez in there, but it's a it's a heavier, brushier line than Rodriguez. Yeah, I think it's more the character designs, the the yeah. how it you know the caricatures. The, you know, none of these people, while they look seriously, like what's gonna be there's a lot of Gabriel Rodriguez. But if I say that, Sal's gonna think I'm stupid. No. <laughs> I absolutely yeah. think that that's true. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, that there, and it is. And I always felt that way about his art in Lock and Key. It's like this is an odd style for a horror comic book. It's a, it's it doesn't yeah. quite seem like it would work, but it does end up working. Yeah, it's so perfect. Speaking speaking of weird body dysmorphia like horror shit, I I uh, I recently rewatched Scanners. Oh wow! And, uh, oh yeah. And, Man, I'll tell you what, uh, what's his name? I can't think of the director of that now. Cronenberg. Cronenberg. Uh, you know, say what you will, whether you like his movies or not, but man, that movie, in you know, for the first 15 minutes of it, like, it makes me nauseous. Like, and not in a way because it's yeah. doing anything gross, like, not because of any kind of, like, gross special effects or anything. Just, just the... unsettling. Yeah. It is so unsettling. Everything in that movie, every actor that he cast, everything in that is just so unsettling. It it makes me like nervous and nauseous to watch. And it's just like, wow, he really has an ability to 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 create that you know that atmosphere so well in his films. It's it's just I just wanted. To, I don't know. I just I thought thought of that when yeah. you were talking about the thing. Yeah. No, I mean that's yeah. It's like the it does have a little bit of that and like how you think about like the thing and like how different from a cry. I mean like a Cronenberg movie's got that vibe to like everything to it. It's just like yeah. from beginning to end, it's, it's like unsettling. <laughs> it's unsettling. Something yeah. like is un unsettling is happening all the time. You can feel it, you know, like this, like something not great is happening right now where, you know, you look at sort of like John Carpenter's the thing and just like the approach to how gruesome the creature is and how like inventive, yeah. like the visual look of it and how like he uses that like uncertainty of like what it's going to look like. Where is it? Who is it? To like tell that, ver- I think that version of the story. I'm a big John Carpenter fan and it, it occurred to me, like over this last Halloween, I, I watched a bunch of John Carpenter movies mm-hmm. and I realized like the one thing that he, he does in all of his movies really well is giving you a feeling of isolation. Mm-hmm. Like every movie he makes, there's, it's like, if you look at like Halloween, 
They Live, The Thing, any of those movies, they're all like even you know like they live island yeah that care those characters are he could be in the middle of a city but he's alone and Mm -hmm. he's isolated and 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 no one else is going through what he's going through and and it's like like i always thought one of the most fascinating things about halloween the movie halloween was it's like he you're in a suburban town with a bunch of people running around and yet you know lori is alone you know, like she cannot find anyone to help her. This guy, this maniac yeah. is chasing her. And even in broad daylight, like when Michael shows up in broad daylight, like it's this weird thing of like, and I don't know if you guys no have ever around. There's yeah. no help around, but, it, but I remember that feeling like as a kid, when I was like 12, 13 years old of like a fall afternoon and you'd find yourself maybe somewhere where they're just for a few minutes there's no one around you're in the woods or you're somewhere and there's just like you're alone and and he captures that so well in like all of his films he, he, he is i don't know just something i noticed i don't know why yeah. I, he captures the eeriness of that of yeah yeah if, if someone uh, were to kill me right now no one would know <laughs> yeah yeah and 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 you know you think about it, it's like that's gotta be you know for for almost you know everyone who gets murdered like that has to be that feeling at some point that's what you're you know you know what i mean like you're alone no one can help you and it's like god that's got to be terrifying uh for him to you know be able to just like tap into it tap into that in his yeah. films it's like oh that's he does that really well but i guess that's why he's a legend that's why halloween spawns so many movies yeah. <laughs> right there's so many horror movies yeah it's like oh what is this well i read um I, another one of my uh future stack picks from last week that i really enjoyed was a book called space bastards um this is from humanoids uh Ooh. it's it's written by eric peterson and joe aubrey with art by Derek robertson oh really? by is it yeah new? is it it's do it just came out um is it, that it, why the fourth uh, issue of hellblazer hasn't come out yet i couldn't tell you oh. i don't know <laughs> maybe but this is uh I, humanoids um is mark wade's the publisher of humanoids like this is the thing that he kind of started and uh um really? this is yeah he's the publisher of, of this company it's it's a new comic book company um i i, th- I think there's some money behind it i'm not sure but uh not humanoids it's humanoids yes it is humanoids it's it's that but it's a com- comic book publisher humanoids so i'm not sure what the relationship or how that's like different. That humanoids uh yes that humanoids really? so right yes so but now they're publishing like individual comics and i think they're making maybe a bigger push in the u.s i don't know i don't know well, the story doing jordorowski and um and mobius right. anymore no they're i think they're trying to branch out <laughs> from, from just that from just that <laughs> the, the catalog was getting thin yeah but um uh i really like this book it was really fun it was uh um a perfect book for Derek robertson Okay. Uh, basically the idea behind it is it's it's uh in the future uh but in a crazy like 
uh, intergalactic universe where you can travel to different worlds and that kind of thing. Um, and the postal service is basically run by uh, mercenaries, or at least they work for the postal service. And so the idea is if you need something delivered somewhere, you hire, uh, you hire this company and they basically put out a dollar amount on it. But any other postal worker can come and murder you and take it and get the, and get the fee, basically, or anyone else can too. And the more that it changes hands, the more you end up having to pay. So it's a it's a weird like I you know it's some That's sort right. of like mm -hmm. yeah and and you have this guy who basically is kind of just a turd you know guy that hates his job working at like a normal company and he ends up getting fired and he starts running out of money he doesn't know what to do and he sees this ad for this this company that does this stuff um and he goes and signs up and uh it's run out of a casino like a like an indian reservation casino and he gets he gets put in this room and they kind of give him the whole spiel uh, by the postmaster general Roy Sharpton, and um, at the end of it, like there's a whole room of people that that are there, and by the end of it, he's the only one left. So they hire him because it's incredibly dangerous. <laughs> it's super like they tell him from the like it's incredibly dangerous. The chances are you're gonna die, but if you don't die, you're gonna make a shit ton of money. So they then put him with. Um, this alien dude who's like a veteran for his first day, this guy named Manny Corns, uh, who looks like a manicorn. He has a horn and and that and he's a big badass fucking, you know, like kind of a Lobo esque kind of character. Been doing this for a long time, fucking loves it. Like, you know, he can't get enough of it. And so it's just this crazy story of him sort of trying to show this kid the ropes and the and the kid, you know, trying not to die. And and it's it's it really harkens back to sort of like a Lobo, you know, the, 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 that 80s sort of just wacky, over-the-top violence. Um, there's definitely some a little bit of social commentary, some yeah. some sarcasm, that kind of stuff in it. Space motorcycle? A space hog? Uh, he, <laughs> he has a spaceship that the front of it is a giant manticore skull. Of course it is. Chrome. It's a giant chrome manticore. Perfect, yeah. Yes. Of course. Perfect. Yeah, of course. And uh, but it was really fun. It was really an uh, really an awesome issue. I really enjoyed it a lot and it's perfect for Derek Robertson. So, I I think it did pretty well. It seemed seemingly, you know, I on the internet it seemed like they had done pretty well with it the initial issue. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was really good. Like I I enjoyed it a lot. It's, it's just like a fun, you know, nothing, silly. I mean, like I said, it's classic Derek Robertson. Um, actually, I think it's some of his best work. Honestly, I think it's. Some I don't of know his the stuff work. he's doing on the, the that uh, DC Black Label Hellblazer series. Agreed. So good. Agreed. So good. Agreed. This is right up there with that. I think. Yeah. I mean, um, he, he this year he kind of went next level for me. I've always liked his his art. But like this year, I'm just like, no, I mean, he's, he's like really, really good. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I, I agree with you 100%. I've always liked his work, but I never thought he was, 
he wasn't the kind of artist where it was like, oh, I'm going to buy the book just for mm-hmm. him. Automatic buy. Yeah. Right. He was never that. Now he is kind of becoming that guy, especially when I know it's something that fits him like this. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I remember um, back uh, years ago when I went to the, uh, there was a comic book convention in Michigan, the Cherry Capital Com. Yes. And I had the chance to interview. Um, uh, um, Steve Dillon, Steve but also uh, I can't think of the guy's name. He used to write Deadpool. Um, shit. What was, anyway, it doesn't matter, but he wrote Deadpool and, and a few other characters. And one of the things I kind of, it wasn't a question, but it was something I said. It was like the two of you both have a career of sort of writing and working with bastards. Like the <laughs> characters are, and, and I remember Steve said to me, he's like, well, the bastards are just more fun, aren't they? And I was like, yeah, they fucking are, you know. And that's what the, this is. This is a perfectly named book, Space Bastards. It's and Derek Robertson is that kind of guy too. Like he fits mm-hmm. a bastard oh. book. Like yeah. he, he fits it really well. So. I like Happy that he did with Grant Morrison. Uh, I'm not sure if I ever actually read Happy or not. Happy's, I don't know. Happy's a fun book about a about a bastard and uh, uh the, have you did you see the tv show i watched half a season of yeah, it i mean i haven't watched all of it it's yeah it's it's, it's goofy. But, uh, i met him out at uh, the morrison con because he and grant were were publishing that mm-hmm. and the whole morrison con right, right. thing happened and uh not a nicer guy will you meet i mean we sat around and and bs'd for better part of a night it's and that's the nice thing is that you know the the creators that you love their work whenever you meet them in person and they're they're not just that awesome they're even better Derek robertson in person is just fantastic you it, it's funny because he's a well, he, yeah. i had met him before i had i had met him i think it might have actually been at that same convention and he mm-hmm. was sitting next to me yeah like the entire convention and i was too nervous because i was such a boys fan oh yeah. i was i was a little too nervous to really i talked to him a little bit but i never i never actually like and it was weird because like i hung out with steve that weekend i hung out with you know everybody that was at that convention and drank and everything and for whatever reason, i just kept my distance from Derek robertson i was such a <laughs> right. yeah it's like eh, i don't want to don't, don't get know. too close yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but space nice, bastards you did a nice uh booster gold um sketch for me it's on the wall oh there you go nice yeah. nice to match uh, uh Kevin mcguire's uh blue beetle right, are, we, yeah. are, we, are we done name dropping now all the yeah. all the great <laughs> just convention sketches that's not name dropping oh all right uh, but yeah, Space Bastards was awesome. So if, if you haven't picked it up, you know this is the kind of stuff. I, these are the picks that I make on Future Stacks. Even though I don't know it's going to be good, I knew it was going to be good. I just you're I'm like a you're, you're like a like one of those TV bookies. Exactly. You know? <laughs> it's like, a comics profit. Yeah, it's like <laughs> let me tell you the best bet. Exactly. I, you got to call my one eight hundred number. I'm going to give you all the picks of the week. <laughs> No. Sales picks of the week. This is my uh, my lock, my guarantee. <laughs> Samsonite lock. Absolutely, hundred hundred percent gold lock. This one is it. This this book will <laughs> will be a bestseller. Guarantees though. 
Well, the you know, I like I said, I always thought Future Stacks was kind of silly. I mean, when we oh, did it, it back in the day. But <laughs> yeah. I yeah. honestly kind of think like the idea of like somebody going through the comics of the week and picking out some and saying, Hey, be on the lookout for this. Mm-hmm. I kind of like it actually because cool. it's like, well, going to the comic book shop, it's like, I don't want to miss something that maybe, yeah. you know, it's not like you have to buy it, but maybe you pick it up off the shelf. Yeah. And otherwise, you don't, you don't even know it exists. Yeah. It, that's what I was, yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I, 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 uh, I'm, I'm enjoying doing that. So yeah, make sure you do, uh, to check out my pick of the week, my picks of the week. But we're not, uh, John armor <laughs> said that on YouTube is, uh, his, his comment was Derek Robertson, 2021 young gun. Yeah. He's yep. like, how old, how old is Derek Robertson? <laughs> 25 year veteran of the, yeah. he, what, was, what was the one that Marvel put out? It's been like probably 10 years. It was like Arthur Soydum, you know, young gun or something. It was well, the, the, I remember, I don't, I remember it was, uh, we, this was early on when we were first doing the show and I brought up an artist that I was not familiar with. And I was like, this is a really hot young artist or something, you know? And it was, um, Stuart Immerman. <laughs> and, and, and I remember like somebody tweeted it to him or something. And they're like, well, he's like, I've been in the industry for 10 years, so I'm not really <laughs> young. <gun. laughs> hey, by Marvel standards, I haven't even hatched yet. Yeah, right? Yeah. He just, just getting his ears wet. That's funny. Marvel still do the young guns thing. Please hope not. I think kind of, yeah. I mean, I know I've seen one in the last five years or something, I think. Okay. Yeah, um, what it ended yeah, up being yeah. was like you know what country Sabolski had gone to you know to to vacation in. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, you know, hey man, you got to promote. Everybody bitches because they say Marvel and DC don't promote their creators. Well, you know, I mean, They're, sure they do. Of course so, they do. No, yeah, sometimes that means you got to be a forty-year-old young gun. Sometimes, hey man. Yeah, I just does. Uh, hey, Dave, Wa- Dave Wachter is going to be the next young gun. <laughs> He's the young gun in Marvel this yeah. year. That's right. <laughs> 16 years in the making. I just saw somebody, I saw a tweet. I don't remember who it was, and I have no idea what they're doing at Marvel, but they were like, hey, don't ever give up on your dream. I just turned 48, and I just got my first job at Marvel. And yeah. I was like, that's fucking awesome. That's, you know, hey, man, you're never. You know. What's that? <laughs> was it? What did you say? I didn't was hear you. Ron Richards. Was it? Maybe it was Ron Richards. <laughs> I don't think Ron's. Ron's not 40. Ron. <laughs> is he still working for Marvel? Is Ron still? Yes, yeah. Yeah. He didn't get taken out by the cancel, by no. cancel culture. Congrats to him, man. He's got kids now and he's married. Oh, really? I didn't know that. I oh, no yeah, idea. married and kids. He's like Mr. Responsibility. Yeah. Wow. Good yeah. for him. Yeah. Poor bastard. Why would he want to go do that to himself? Yeah. Like all the all the I think Connor's the last confirmed bachelor out of that group. Well, Josh is like 70. I mean, Jesus. Oh, yeah. He's I mean, he is like yelling at kids on his front porch. <laughs> he's actually he's yelling at Trump fans on his front porch. He's definitely he's doing that. Yeah. 
Yeah, we he's doing that on on Instagram. He's yelling at Trump fans that are in a bar. Facebook, I think. He's like, I can't take it anymore. <laughs> we got to start our internet beef up with them again. I don't. I don't think there's. What's the you know? Yeah. Just, your kids. Your kids ugly. <sighs> no, you can't talk about a man's kids. Come on, that's not right. Jeez, Damn, Chris, you start the program with making fun of blind kids. And and now this, I what is, I know what you don't. Talk, what if someone talked bad about your dogs, Chris? Oh, and then I would set my dogs on them. And your <laughs> dogs are only going to live fifteen years. They're only like a quarter yeah. of a human. Georgia's like almost sixteen now. She's got three <laughs> legs and she's doesn't move around. To got to carry her up and down the stairs, but she'll still. Yeah, but when she's gone, you're just going to go buy another one. You're not. No, I'm going to be a mess. I'm going to be a mess. <laughs> <laughs> so now we love the iFanboy guys. It's uh, um, I miss those sure. guys. I need to travel and see them at conventions again. I miss everyone. They'll never, <laughs> conventions are done. Never going to have them again. No, all those, never. All those people in one place. Disgusting. <laughs> God, Christ. Think about so, it. It's so gross. I went to a or COVID. Ugh. I went to, you're going to laugh at this. I went to a, a, there's a small like concert venue by me and they have bands in all the time and stuff. And they had been closed for a long time and they just got the kind of okay to open. And they had like, um, uh, tables, you had to buy a table of four. So it was limited seating and that kind of thing. And it was for, um, a Beatles tribute band and a Doors tribute band, and the oh, Beatles wow. tribute band was excellent. They were they were called American English, and they yeah. were freakishly good. Like looked like them, sounded unbelievably like them. Like I like and and it was like, mm-hmm. you know, if John sang that song, John sang that song. If Paul sang that song, and and like to a T, but it was really good. But um. I'm sitting there after a while and it, it kind of started getting a little more crowded than I felt comfortable. And I'm like, uh, I don't know if I can ever go back to like being in a big crowd of people again. That, that is a weird yeah. Is it the weirdest thing for you to watch TV in scenes that are like, you know, where like someone's like sharing food or like hugging someone and you're like, ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah. it's not that weird to me, but yeah. I mean, it's uh, just this initial reaction. You're like, oh no, this was like done before then. Or uh, well, I have people. We will get back to doing things like want to sh- have a fry off my plate. You know, kind of thing. I, was, I have people trying to strangle me on a weekly basis. So I was picking up food the other day, and my hand accidentally brushed up against the hand of the guy that was handing me the food, and I think that was like. <laughs> The first human I had touched outside of like my family in like a year. It was very unsettling. I was like, Ugh. <laughs> yeah, somebody walked past me at work like, and ah. me on the back and fucking freaked me out. Don't fucking See, I, touch me. I haven't. Uh, well, yeah, I don't know. I'm probably a little less. Uh, careful than you guys are i'm I'm, well you've already i I have a harder time i just have a hard time like with it i forget yeah you you've got the antibody now for now yeah i don't know how long it lasts but yeah i definitely it is weird now because i 
I'm almost to the point where I don't think about it at all. And so like I walk into a store and go, Oh, I forgot my, you know, I got to put my mask on real quick. Mm-hmm. And that kind of thing. Cause I'm just yeah, like, don't ah. that guy, cause I yell at that guy. Well, you can yell at me. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. off. What are you going to go ahead? The gentle touch, the gentle touch of a delivery man, his hand <laughs> brushing up against mine. <laughs> ah. Ah. <laughs> but think about a convention with all those people like breathing. Just I like, didn't like conventions before. They were uh, gross beforehand. Yeah. yeah. People got sick at them all the time. Right. Yeah. All the disgusting humans. I think uh, people should be forced to wear face masks at conventions ah, going forward. Yeah. Like forever. Yeah. Like face shields. And uh, especially, it's great. I love it in the winter. I should just wear a mask all day. Like I'm like, oh, this is great. Like, yeah. I, you know, nice and I mean, warm. Nice and warm. But yeah, I think of conventions with all this just people just, just like shaking hands and just right. breathing on each other. Like, oh my god, just standing yeah. in line for hours at a time. <laughs> yeah, just sweating, sweating on each other. <laughs> god, Christ, it's disgust. It's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> or concerts, uh, you know what I mean? Like, think about concerts. They're like festivals and you know stuff like that. Like, I, yeah. I don't know, you know, last next to people no. in the summer, and you're just pouring sweat and fucking drinking booze, and who knows what the hell's flying in the air? You know, this I would probably do. I'd do that now. I'd go to one and be like, oh yeah, that's right. This isn't that great. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> no, it's like. Let's come to Summerfest. It's delightful. Get all sweaty. I mean, yeah, I was thinking of things that I was like, uh, yeah, maybe this anymore. And like, uh, <laughs> things are, it's like we stopped doing it. It's like, oh, God, why did we do, why did we? Well, everyone's that's, just on the CTA, just like without <laughs> masks, just like breathing, you know, like, God, crazy. Why did I not, how did I not use, hand sanitizer every 30 seconds before <laughs> yeah dude what is, like, uh, at the airport and you see some tourists from yeah. you know like japan wearing masks and you're like oh look at these weirdos weirdo and, and it's like yeah i yes definitely one thousand percent will be wearing well, dude i on, on the cta since this started what yeah. what is what's the l like in I haven't, I haven't been on it and, oh you haven't been on the l no. yeah that sounds freaky. Yeah, I mean, we are talking about mask, a, a train line where where people would you know openly pee and defecate on trains. Um, so yeah. I mean, there was always there was always a, a certain amount of uh, bacterial um, <laughs> infestation. Oh yeah, I mean it was gross, but now I'm definitely wearing a mask on the CTA. Yeah. All right, enough of all the COVID time talk. Yeah, no more. Yeah. Um, I think we're we're getting close to the end of this one, um, so we can uh, we can start uh, kind of wrapping did, up. Did you guys? Um, I was going to ask you actually. Uh, did you guys read? Anyone read the the Eternals that came out this last week? I, issue I number one. It. I got Not pages into it twice. I'm probably going to try and read it tonight. It's wordy. It's a Karen Gillan <sighs> book, so it's wordy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I really like the art. I, I said Ribic. I don't know if that's how you say his name. Really great art. It looks fantastic, but I, I read it twice as well. Trying to understand this fucking dense goddamn thing. And I'm just like, why, 
would you, if you're Marvel and you have a movie coming out of the Eternals soon, why would you relaunch the Eternals and make it like impenetrable? You know, wouldn't you want people, you know, wouldn't you want it to be just a little more informative, a little bit more like, hey, this is what the Eternals is? I mean, I get like the idea of wanting to maybe, you know, let let Kieran Gillen do whatever he wants to do, but then maybe not put him on a something that's relaunching with a movie this year. It just seems like such a weird anyway. It's I yeah, I I don't know. It's so we talked about serial earlier and you know how I was just like, yeah, I mean there's like eight pages in the middle of that book that is completely dialogue free and it's just visual storytelling. So sometimes I I go to, to bed at night and I'll decide to read a comic, I may have picked up the Eternals and gotten two pages into it and flipped through it and said, yeah, that's too many fucking words and grabbed the <laughs> material. And I was like, this is perfect before I go yeah. to sleep. Yeah. I, 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 like I said, it just confuses me. Have the Eternals ever really worked? I mean, it was a failure when Kirby did it. So, you know what I mean? Yeah, like Kirby property. So it's always going to, it's always going to have life. That's what I don't get though. It's like, why? I, I just, I think I liked did Neil Gaiman did, did us a, a eternal series. Didn't he? Yeah. At one point? yeah. I think I liked that, but I think everybody I takes it too fucking serious or something. Hmm? What? I always get them confused with the inhumans. <laughs> there mm-hmm. is that too. Well, you have the new gods, the inhumans, and the Eternals, they're all basically the same. They're all Kirby. Yeah. 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 Nonsense. Kirby yeah. nonsense. Yeah. They're all, you know, crap. I'm going to make all the Kirby fans hate me, but it's just like the, the, this was, I know everybody was like, oh, Kirby's, you know, fuck Stan Lee. Kirby was the genius behind Marvel. It's like, yeah, but Char- look at what character designs were awesome. That's why they, that's why they last so long. He has great character designs. He does. I mean, but his fucking storytelling is just kind of shit. I don't, yeah. I, 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 I don't know any Kirby stuff that I really like that he wrote. Fucking Commandy, ugh, ugh. Yeah. ugh. I mean, it's, it's all high concept shit. I guess the thing to like about those is not like I was saying, you know, a couple months ago. You know, like Kirby found the the uh, loophole of like, let's just make every fourth page, the first page. It's like a little bit like, Oh gosh, no. a lot to get to read. Like, Oh my God, what are we doing? In some ways it's perfect. If you only want to read four pages, cause mm. you're like, Oh, okay, that's it. You go that's all I need. That's all I need. <laughs> I, I, the, with the, the, uh, the Jimmy Olsen book from Fraction and Libre, where they kind of did that same thing, where it's like every six pages, it's like, yeah. it's like the new first story. New, story, new section. All right, let's just splash page. Let's do it. I'm okay with that, actually, at this point in my life, because yeah. that's about that's about all I can go anymore. It's six pages, and yeah. I start to nod off, like you were saying, Chris. Like, what's happening? All right, here we go. Uh, we're back. Words. I'm reading something else. <laughs> But American, sh- American Vampire is about my sweet spot because he doesn't get too wordy with that. I'm like, yeah, I can I can read twenty pages of, of that. And that's, that's, I don't mind if something's wordy if it has something to say. Like this was like wordy 
nonsense. Like it was just like, I don't know. It was like wordy, like trying to be serious and then trying to also be clever. Yeah. I don't know. It just, I'm, yeah. I'm it doesn't can be that way sometimes. Yeah. You know, I, like, I was like a lot of his work, but yeah, it, sometimes it can, it can have, it can yeah, be a little ham fisted. It looked really good though. Yeah. Yeah. Really? I just wish, I just wish it was like a little more loved his Thor. I just want every comic book to basically be guardians of the galaxy. The first movie, like, <laughs> I just want it to be that sort of straightforward. No, yeah. it doesn't need to be any deeper than that. I mean, that <laughs> was the superhero I mean, book. Not even the, the movie. Even. I still love the annihilation stuff was, were great comics. Yeah, the annihilations. Well, you had well, that's where the really galaxy came out of was the yeah. annihilation stuff. Well, that iteration, yeah, didn't invent them. <laughs> no, but that that it, yeah, I mean that's Starlin. But um, but for the movie, I mean that was really the the Abnett Lanning. Oh yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Right, yeah. It was the whole Star Lord and? All right, I didn't mean to shit on Kieran Gillen. I just uh... no, that's. We've been singing his praises for a long time since what phonograph? I did mean to shit on Jack Kirby though. Huh? That guy. I did mean to shit on Jack. No, I'm just kidding. I just yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do want to shit on his son though, Jack Kirby's son yeah. that recently like said he doesn't <laughs> like Nazis. Well, it's just like who gives a fuck? What if like you didn't have anything to do with Captain America? Who cares what you fucking think? <laughs> I seriously, who gives a shit? What well, the fuck? Comic, comic book fans give a shit. Why? Because your dad draw drew great comics. You didn't yeah. fucking draw shit. I don't, I don't know. It's weird. I I I, I get it. I, I get think he was speaking on behalf of his dad to say that his dad doesn't like Nazis. And I think really? That, wow, that's a shocker. He that, fought in World War II. I was like, <laughs> you know, needed Kirby's son to say that Jack Kirby didn't like Nazis. I, the whole like you know Jewish <laughs> thing. <didn't>... <laughs> <laughs> it's just no. It's just funny to me because it's like. Who are you talking to? Do you think you're gonna like turn some people because you're Jack Kirby's son? You like all of a sudden they're gonna be like, you know what? You're right. I I used to like Nazis, but now I'm not so sure about those Nazis because I don't like Nazis. So once you cross the line into like, you know what? The Nazis aren't so bad. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's sort of a line. That you've crossed this. That's tough like, to come back from. You don't usually yeah. cross back over the other way. It's like, oh, I actually, once I got to know them a little bit more, like, I'm like, not. I, I something on the internet. If, you, if you're ever questioning if you're on the right side of history or not, just look to your left and right. If you okay. see a Nazi, you're not on the right side of history. <laughs> it's like, I got to know them a little bit more, and I did not like what they were about. A little <laughs> at first, they're a little uh, intense. At first, I was like, oh, this is kind of interesting. You know, it's like, that's usually not the path, path for, you know, someone who gets involved in that. They're like, wait a minute, didn't you see American History X? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, never, I'll never think of curbs the same way. Um, <laughs> 
All right, guys, let's let's wrap this one up. Uh, uh, quick reminder, uh, the Patreon stuff, it's uh, patreon.com slash around comics. You get uh, all sorts of extra content like the ACTV, where uh, Sal and I will be talking about WandaVision every week here for, what, the next seven weeks. And then you can maybe help us uh, pick out uh, another TV show, even though we uh, hold the right to veto, I think is what Sal said. Uh, Tom's going to be cooking up some Tom verses for us at some point. Uh, I'll be doing some more creator creator interviews, and Sal has uh, Days of Future stacks. Every I got some, uh, I got some Nazi comics. I'm thinking about Nazi comics. Yes, reviews of Nazi comics is that's the uh, <laughs> third tier of the Patreon uh, level. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Tom's like, wait a second. Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> what are some of the rewards? <laughs> Uh, we got we got all that stuff uh cooking and uh yeah that's that's it that's all i got to plug i hope i didn't get us banned off of youtube with that uh, yeah (laughs) just don't play a misfit song Email us, please. We love listener emails at uh, info at aroundcomics.com. Always feel free to check in on the live feed and uh, send us a question or a comment. We uh, we take those. Check us out on the Twitters and the Facebooks and all that stuff. I'll uh, I'll work on the Twitter or the uh, the TikTok videos at some point. How about some Twitch? Or uh, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Periscope. I'll be on. I'll be on Parlor. I'll be oh, on. <laughs> sorry, uh, sorry, guys. Board okay. uh, <laughs> tomorrow. All right. Uh, so I'm just trying to be controversial. You know, the like, only place where real free speech is. is I'm going to stand up in front of uh, cameras that are going to broadcast to the entire United States and wear a face mask that says fucking censored on it. (laughs) I'm going to live stream myself committing a crime. (laughs) It's totally secure. It's totally totally, totally secure. I promise. Yes, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, all right so uh so you got all that stuff to look forward to and of course our uh, tuesday episodes are always uh and will always be free so we'll be back next tuesday to talk about uh more of the comics that uh sal brings up on future stacks and uh future stacks. and other stuff uh in the meantime in between time we'll be everywhere in Hanarok comics